You're listening to Hire to Retire, a health and wealth podcast with FOIA leaders Bill Harmon and Hebula Valley, tackling all things from 401ks to HSAs and everything in between. We're talking to the best and brightest in the industry to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. Come along with us on our journey to help all Americans become well-planned, well-invested, and well-protected. Hello, I'm Bill Harmon, and welcome to Hire to Retire, a health and wealth podcast, and our very first episode at that. We've launched this new series to bring you the latest in health, wealth, and investment trends in the workplace. I'm here today with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Heather Lavalli. And Heather, we're going to explore this journey together. Thanks, Bill. I am so excited to be here today, and I'm excited about what's ahead of us. You know, one thing we're constantly focused on at Voya is consumer insights. It is fundamental to everything we do. It's something that really helps to drive our decision-making from products and solutions to the level of service we provide our clients. That's right, Heather. And this past year, more so than any other we've experienced, consumer insights is certainly something that is helping inform those decisions. And as we're learning more about how consumers, this would be employees or employers, are managing their financial picture in the wake of COVID-19. So here today to help us kick off this show is our very own Carrie Setti, who leads our consumer insights and research team. Carrie? Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Very excited to be your guest today. Now, I know this is a podcast, so listeners cannot enjoy my current view, but I just sort of want to describe this for everyone. The three of us can see each other on Zoom, and Bill and Heather are sporting matching orange headphones. You guys look fantastic. Well, Carrie, you know, this is our new remote uh, work setup. We're at home, so we don't get to see as much of the cheerful orange as we would at work every day. So we've got to inject a little bit of Voya into our everyday. Well, and of course, once I got them, Bill had to go and order the exact same pair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what they say, Heather, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. We have to have our producers do a little quick screen grab of this so we can post it on LinkedIn and see us with these orange headsets and our professional microphones. It looks pretty cool. That's a great idea, Bill. Then we can see who gets more likes. (laughs) <laughs> so back to business. So Carrie, let's, let's pivot back to your research. We know that this pandemic has had a lasting impact on individuals and companies alike. You and your team have been doing some incredible work getting at the core of consumer insights. I think a lot of people were surprised at your findings that told us that individuals have been surprisingly resilient through COVID-19. Can you tell us a little more about that? Sure. So our consumer insights and research team set up some real-time measurement back in March of 2020. We saw how quickly things were changing literally from week to week and month to month. And so we knew real-time measurement was super, super important. And I unfortunately was in the New York State containment zone. So we were actually the first part of the entire country to shut down just outside of New Rochelle, New York. We set up social media monitoring, online studies with all working Americans. And we saw very much back in in March and April of 2020, consumers really wanted to look away from all their investments. It was very much reminiscent of the 2008 financial crisis. There was very much sort of disbelief, lots of preparation around buying PPE, sanitizer, household paper goods. And then it really was about adjustment to everyday life, right? We, we all of a sudden became the BBC father, you know, having our children bust in while we're in Zoom meetings. 
And at this point, we're, we're very much acclimated and, and sort of in the endurance phase. But when it comes to resilience, it's been honestly, it's been amazing to see how remarkably resilient Americans have been throughout the pandemic from March 2020 through to January, you know, 2021. And we've seen, you know, eight in 10 Americans say that they feel it's, it's still very important to stay the course on their investments. We've seen eight in 10 Americans say it's important to maintain a long-term view for your investments. And seven in 10 Americans say it's important to continue to make contributions to your retirement plan. And this is, this is not changed. This has been literally through, through all of the market volatility. And by the way, these numbers are closer to nine in 10 if you're working with a financial advisor. We also saw from a behavioral perspective very few Americans have decreased their contributions to their retirement plan. So between 2 and 4%. Very few are actually reporting that they've withdrawn money from their retirement accounts. So again, in the single digits. However, there's definitely some segments of the population that have obviously been more impacted. But still, though, remarkably resilient over the course of this pandemic from March through to today. So, so Carrie, maybe I'll jump in with a with a first question. You 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 started to kind of allude to it in in the um, you know tail end of your answer there that that maybe not everybody is is been faring the same way. Can you talk about are you seeing different uh, impact uh, by different consumer groups of those that that have had maybe better resilience than than others? Is there is there anything any other trends like that in, in the research that your team is seeing? Absolutely. I mean, we're sort of calling this, you know, a tale of two cities. It's really the haves and the have-nots. We sort of see this bifurcation in terms of COVID impact. You know, some have appeared to weather the storm completely and others not so much. And in a way, you know, it's sort of COVID has heightened already existing and, and social economic inequalities. We have seen a stat from Kantar that one in three globally will be somewhat buffered from the financial impact of COVID, while others have been you know, essentially completely decimated. When we break it out by household income, it seems as though with uh, consumers with 75K household income, they're working more, they're less stressed, but we especially see certain groups sort of um, with such a negative impact. And I'll just call out a, a few. So women, we've seen over the course of the pandemic, they're more stressed, both financially and emotionally. They've been more likely to, to suffer from income loss or working less hours because of COVID. Some have even left the workforce altogether. They're also more likely to be primary caregivers. The homeschooling responsibilities fell on women. And we've actually seen that they've become, over the course of the pandemic, more active in financial planning. And that's largely, we believe, out of necessity. People of color, right? So not just from a health impact from, uh, from COVID-19, but even from a financial standpoint. So before COVID, Black families had one-sixth of the retirement savings of white families. And Hispanics were not much better off. So we also know they have lower income, less intergenerational wealth, less homeownership, so less home equity, and also more debt. And we know that they've been more impacted by income loss as a result of COVID. The other group that I'd like to call out are caregivers, right? I mean, there's absolutely a cost of caregiving, 
we see that, you know, post-COVID, 83% of caregivers are now worried about retirement security. COVID has caused increased anxiety, increased stress, that's financial stress and emotional stress. And remember, isolation has actually impacted them more than other groups. We also see in our research that they're more likely to have been impacted by income loss and also the disruption of specialty care and much needed medical care. And thank goodness, right, for the rise of of telehealth as it certainly filled some of the gaps. But for many Americans, there's a lot of stress over their current financial situation. There's still widespread concerns about job security. Americans are also waiting for sort of the long-term impact of COVID-19. Will there be job loss in the future? So there's sort of this mentality that they're waiting for the full economic impact to set in. And we've actually seen Americans say, 76% of Americans have said, we're going to spend as little as possible until this thing is over. That's incredible data. Let's talk about what then, what do you think employers um, are thinking about or or starting to implement in the ways of engagement plans for participants? In a sense, how do employers get involved? And now we've identified all these issues and how people are thinking, how should they be differently engaging participants or even some of their plan design changes that are being uh, discussed and implemented? Well, in terms of what help do Americans want from their employers, right, post-COVID, it's really the top three things that they want. One, help me with emergency savings. And it's not just a receptacle. Help me build up my emergency savings. I mean, we know from an industry standpoint that consumers did not have enough emergency savings pre-COVID. And COVID has really shined a spotlight on the need for emergency savings. In our research, we actually found that for 39% of Americans, their emergency savings will only last two months or less. And I would also highlight it's even worse for women and worse for people of color. We see one in five are ending up short on their monthly expenses. And 27% of Americans have had to tap into their savings to cover monthly expenses. So definitely support with regard to emergency savings. But the number two source of support that they want is on retirement, retirement planning, transitioning to retirement, help me estimate healthcare costs in retirement, help me understand Medicare and Social Security, and also help me with my retirement investments. And then the third area where consumers want support is cash management and budgeting. And so I think these are definitely three key areas where employers can certainly play a role. And we've also seen that for a number of Americans, we see 60% have a new appreciation for their employer post-COVID. And for many Americans, the employer is actually their primary source of support and guidance for all things financial. And we see that number even higher for people of color. So we do think that employers post-COVID, you know, really will play a very pivotal role in getting working Americans back on track and back on track towards their retirement post-COVID. So, so Carrie, speaking of uh, the role of the employer in kind of post-COVID and, and maybe a future outlook, can you talk about what uh, behavior trends we expect to see in consumers post-COVID? What, what will stick? 
has your team seen some seen some trends on that front? Yeah, so so I do just want to say a couple things, right? I mean, we've seen about a quarter of Americans, and this has fluctuated over the course of the pandemic, saying that they're going to delay their retirement. We know some of that, right, is due to financial impact of COVID directly. Others we see are delaying retirement, right? I mean, you couldn't travel anywhere if you were planning on retiring. So why not sit at home and and work from home? But we've also seen other people forced into early retirement. So we do think that now, and we actually have some data that suggests that for um, the majority of Americans, they have this new vision in retirement, which will include some form of employment. So 54% say that their new vision for retirement might actually include you know, some form of employment. And that's largely to maintain their current lifestyle. But we also have seen, and we saw this similarly back in 2008 with the financial crisis, it actually took more than seven years for the risk tolerant to outnumber the risk averse. When there are financial losses, that tends to be the biggest driver of change and risk tolerance. So we do see the majority of Americans say that at least for the near term, they're going to invest in a more risk averse manner. They're going to become more of a saver. Five in 10 say that they're going to save more and spend less in 2021. But we do think that as home life and work life, right, continue to be blended for the foreseeable future, employers are going to play, like I said, a prominent role in all things wellness, not just financial wellness. We also need to think about emotional wellness, especially given the toll of COVID-19, especially around isolation. We do hope that there will be a new focus on emergency savings, right? We know people did not have enough. But we also think, and, and our data suggests, that there's going to be a new focus around workplace benefits. We saw that for open enrollment for 2021, met the majority of Americans did not just set it and forget it. They took a really good look at their employer benefits, and they also made sure you know that they had the right coverages in place. Now, one opportunity might be the fact that 35% still aren't exactly sure what they signed up for. So we do think, you know, perhaps that there will be an enhanced focus on workplace benefits. And the other thing that we have to touch upon is technology, right? I mean, technology, we saw two years of digital transformation happen in two months. It was largely out of necessity, right? Not, not convenience like, like prior uh, early adopters. Technology is going to continue to impact the way Americans make money, right? So working remotely, virtual meetings, you know, these changes were already happening, but COVID very much poured rocket fuel on digital transformation. So all things regarding virtual communication, telehealth will be here to stay, e-commerce, right? Buying more online. We also see mobile payments, peer-to-peer payments, contactless payments. We knew that there were some contamination fears around cash. So those are just some of them. But also, you know, COVID highlighted that everyday life is a risk. Touching your face is a risk. And we cannot eliminate risk, right? We can only manage it. Another key point, almost 6 in 10 Americans trust their employer most for COVID-19 information. That's only after scientists and local health authorities. So I want to highlight this because that's actually more than the World Health Organization 
and more than the news media. It really does highlight the important role that employers have played across the course of the pandemic. And then finally, I think keeping your circle tight, right? I mean, we've seen American workers say that COVID has very much highlighted you know, who and what matters to them in their lives. We've seen that 73% of Americans say material goods matter less. So we, we do think that these things will at least be here for the near term. And, and we do hope that, you know, one day we'll feel comfortable with handshakes and in large sporting events and concerts. And some are even predicting in the post-COVID era, we will see a little bit of the roaring 20s, which, by the way, I cannot wait for. Gary, I, I want to say, I mean, thank you. You've given us so much great information and for our listeners to to take away, I mean, the importance, the role the employer is going to play going forward, the tale of two cities and how consumers were, were impacted, but yet the positivity of, of resilience. Thank you for joining us. We, as always, appreciate your insight and uh, how valuable and important our role is to be at the forefront of these insights. So, so thank you. Yeah, I'll echo that, Heather. And I'm sure, Carrie, we're going to have to have you come back for another uh, episode as we continue to look at these trends and insights that you find. They're very valuable. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Well, Heather, we did it. This was our first episode of Hire to Retire, a health and wealth podcast. It's officially now in the books. So to all of you out there listening, thank you for tuning in to this inaugural episode. And if you enjoyed our discussion today and want more, please go to our show page and hit that subscribe button so you can get notified every time we drop a new episode. Another way you can let us know that you're enjoying the podcast is to give us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. We may even read some of them on the show, so drop us a line. Once again, this is Heather LaValle signing off. Thank you so much for coming along on our journey today. Stay well. This information is provided by Voya for your education only. Neither Voya nor its representatives offer tax or legal advice. Any opinions expressed within do not necessarily reflect those of the Voya family of companies or its representatives and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Please consult your tax or legal advisor before making a tax-related investment or insurance decision. Products and services offered through the Voya family of companies.